It's been quite a while since I've given you guys an update on NBA ratings. I don't think we've discussed NBA ratings since Christmas Day, a holiday that used to be owned by the NBA, but lately it's just become a source of national embarrassment. Once again, the NBA was absolutely humiliated by the NFL on Christmas Day. Since that time, I've compiled about three weeks of available data, and it ain't looking good for the association. Judging by the upcoming national TV schedule, not going to get any better anytime soon for the NBA. Now, I know I am not an expert in television. I've never produced a hit show. I've never run a professional sports league. But from the outside looking in, the solution to the NBA's ratings problem, it seems to be simple. It's a long-term solution, but at this point, things just can't get any worse. Going into 2023, NBA ratings were down 2% compared to the abysmal ratings from last season. Games on ESPN down 5%. Now, while these are not eye-popping decreases, it could still be a big problem for the NBA. Their broadcast rights deal expires in two years. The NBA is looking to double, possibly triple the value of their deal. We're talking 50, maybe $75 billion for the rights to broadcast NBA regular season games in the playoffs. Kind of hard to demand that type of money when your ratings are consistently going down. TNT, they have already started dropping hints publicly that they could be walking away from the NBA in 2025. I like to compare the NBA to the UFC or professional wrestling. Major League Baseball, the NFL, fans are tied to teams in those leagues. The NBA is more similar to the UFC where fans are tied to individual players. The UFC is built on rivalries. You look at the peak years of NBA viewership, built on the same thing, rivalries. The other night, me and my girlfriend were watching The Challenge on MTV, one of my favorite shows. Now, the challenge, in my opinion, has declined in the last few years. It's just not as interesting as it used to be. We get about halfway through the episode and I tell her, you know what the show is missing? It's missing animosity, rivalries. All the cast members, they're too busy wanting to be friends instead of wanting to be enemies, wanting to be rivals. It's the same problem in the NBA. There is no animosity in the league anymore. Before the almost brawl between, I think it was the Magic and the Pistons a few weeks ago, when was the last time you had seen a fight in the NBA? I watch these games. I barely see players talking shit to each other. And look, I'm not putting all of the blame here on the players. The bulk of the responsibility falls on the league. Adam Silver has completely taken the emotion out of the game. The other night, Jose Alvarado, one of my Pelicans, he was hit with a technical foul for clapping his fucking hands at an official. Anytime a player hits a big dunk and they celebrate, technical foul. They bitch about a bad call, technical foul. When you take the emotion out of the players, fans have no reason to be emotionally invested. But anyway... Let me give you these ratings real quick, then I'll give you my long-term solution to the NBA's problems. First week of this year, TNT drew $1.3 million for Celtics Mavs. Nuggets Clippers were in the late window, $896,000. Down 23% from last year. Absolutely dreadful. That is dreadful. 
Same week on ESPN, Lakers Heat, 1.1 million. Sports Media Watch, they duly noted that LeBron James didn't play that night. They note that, like, it's a bad thing, but I think most people are tired of watching LeBron James. Bucks Raptors drew 1 million viewers, down 39% from last year. Following week, Lakers Mavs on TNT, 1.4 million. Steph Curry returning from injury to play the Suns, 1.3 million. Thunder Heat on TNT, 809,000. Least watched game on TNT all year. Bucks Hawks on ESPN, 955,000. Suns Nuggets, 876,000. Those are down 20 and 44% respectively. Nets Pelicans on ESPN, 1.3 million. Heat Sun, 1.1 million. Over the last couple of weeks, 40% of nationally televised NBA games have drawn less than a million viewers. The Lakers have played in three of the five most watched games in the last four weeks. Now, that means the Lakers are obviously a huge draw, right? No, it means the Lakers have the most opportunity. This shitty-ass team is featured on national TV at least twice every week. The NBA, they give us the same teams every week. Lakers, Warriors, Celtics, Bucks. Problem is, those teams are not drawing. It is time for the NBA to move on from the Lakers and the Warriors. LeBron James, he is still putting up great individual numbers, but... His days as the face of the NBA, those days are over. Not only because of his age, he's also managed to piss off a sizable portion of the audience. There are people who flat out refuse to watch the NBA because of the politics of LeBron James. Go look at the playoffs last year when LeBron was on his couch being massaged by his emotional support goat. Ratings for the first and second round of the playoffs, highest they'd been in years. Now, of course... Steve Kerr and the Warriors completely fucked that up. More on them in just a second. But if you noticed when I was reading off those ratings to you, my Pelicans were the second most watched game in the last two weeks. And that was them playing without Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. If I'm not mistaken, that was the first nationally televised game for New Orleans since late November. One of the top teams in the Western Conference with one of the youngest stars in the league, and they're on national TV once in six or seven weeks? Once? I feel like the NBA is in the same position Vince McMahon and the WWF were in the mid-90s. In the mid-90s, Vince McMahon was in deep shit. He'd lost all of his homegrown stars. He didn't have a mainstream draw on the roster. He had to create new stars. This is where the NBA is at today. They have got to create new stars. Problem is, they won't let go of the old stars. This league is latching onto LeBron and Steph Curry like Bob Greiner latched onto the woke wiener in that Russian prison. John Morant has the potential to be a superstar. If Zion Williamson can get and stay healthy, he could be the face of the league for the next decade. Memphis and New Orleans could be an old-school NBA rivalry for the next 10 years, but they're not going to be a rating success overnight. It took Michael Jordan years to become the biggest draw in the NBA. Hell, it took LeBron James years to become a big draw. Go back and look at ratings in the mid to late 2000s. 
NBA ratings were god-awful. LeBron, he didn't become a mainstream draw until he became the biggest heel in the league after the decision. Now, it's not like casual fans are not watching the NBA right now. They're just not watching what the NBA is offering on national TV. Subscriptions to NBA League Pass up 52%. Out-of-market viewership up 58%. Now, what does that tell you? People are more interested in teams that are not heavily featured on national television. Just like the Lakers, the Warriors are featured nationally multiple times a week so we can watch them sleepwalk through another regular season. This team is absolutely atrocious on the road. Hell, right now, the Warriors, they're barely watchable at home. It almost appears like the Warriors are good with giving us a substandard product during the regular season. They'll just decide to start playing during the playoffs. Playing high-level basketball doesn't seem to be on their mind right now. Maybe that's because they're too busy worrying about gun control. Yesterday, the Warriors were invited to the White House to celebrate winning the butt bongo last June. I was actually surprised to see the Warriors make this trip. The last couple of times they were invited to the White House, the Warriors declined the invitation claiming, the White House is racist. Why can't it be called the Diversity House? I'm not entirely sure what changed their perception over the last couple of years. I mean, it's still called the White House. The only thing that's changed is the level of intelligence of the birthing persons inhabiting the place. But either way, the Warriors, they accepted the invitation from bumbling Bidens to celebrate their title. This should have been so easy. Take a few pictures, photo ops, give Joe Biden a custom Warriors jersey to make him feel like a winner for the first time in his life. I mean, normally... These events are apolitical, but you just knew. You just knew. With Steve Kerr inside the White House, he had to make it all about the only issue that he cares about. Watch the remarks yesterday from Steve Kerr and Steph Curry. We're going to take part in a uh, roundtable uh, on gun violence and uh, gun safety uh, with some uh, senior White House staffers, along with Clay Thompson and Moses Moody. Um, over the last hour or so, we um, learned a lot about what this administration is doing to, uh, to help um, create a safer environment in our country, uh, something that's uh, very close to my heart, and um, it's wonderful for me to, to, to learn a lot more than, than I knew. Uh, a great opportunity for us uh, from the basketball community to thank um, President Biden and his staff uh, for all their hard work and diligence on uh, getting Brittany Griner home uh, was a big part of uh, our, our basketball family and uh, it means a lot to know that she's here and home safe with her family and all the work that went on behind the scenes to make that a reality. So, Did you notice how Stephanie Curry failed to mention the former Marine still being imprisoned in Russia? Did you notice that? You know the Marine I'm talking about, right? The one shit fucks like Stephanie Curry claimed they would not forget about? For months... They would not let us forget about Bob Griner. No, no, we can't forget Bobby. But here we are, what, a month later? And it seems players in the NBA and dump divers in the WNBA have completely forgotten about Paul Whelan. Now, you just heard Steve Kerr mention his roundtable meeting with Joe Biden and senior White House staffers on gun control. I don't remember him mentioning Kamala Harris in that meeting, which isn't all that surprising. My sources tell me the cackler is no longer included in important meetings. 
While Steve Kerr and Joe Biden were discussing important issues, Cackle and Kamala was downstairs babysitting the children. But all kidding aside, though, what in the hell is the President of the United States? What is he doing discussing an important issue like gun control with a fucking basketball coach? If Joe Biden needed advice on breaking down a zone defense, call up Steve Kerr. But Steve Kerr doesn't know a damn thing about gun control. Every time I hear him talk about the issue, his only solution is universal background checks. Since the 1990s, guess which state has universal background checks? The state of California. There are more homeless people living in California than guns. In the state of California, it's easier for a bum to buy a multi-million dollar mansion than it is to buy a gun. Now guess which state ranks near the top of the list in gun violence? California. Again, Steve Kerr doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Now I understand why gun control is personal to Steve Kerr. He lost his father to gun violence back in the 80s, but that happened way over in Lebanon. If he's really serious about gun control, go take away gun rights from the people of Lebanon. <laughs> the NBA, this league, they just can't get out of their own way. The NBA never makes headlines for anything that happens on a basketball court. 90-95% of the time when people are talking about the NFL, it's football related. Complete opposite in the NBA. 90% of the talk in the NBA is politically related. And 100% of the time, the NBA is on the wrong side. I'm not talking politically either, even though I disagree with most of the politics in the NBA. I'm talking from a business perspective, because as a business, you never win when you allow politics to infect your league. It's always a lose-lose. But give me your thoughts. We are halfway through the regular season. NBA ratings are a disappointment. Also, give me your thoughts on Joe Biden meeting with Steve Kerr and several players from the Warriors to discuss strategies on gun control. Sound off in the comments below. Make sure to like and subscribe. Click the notification bell to receive all notifications from the channel. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. KC underscore BTL84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.